Welcome to the Icky Lousy Junkie Life Showdown. I'm Angela DeMarco and I'm missing my wonderful friend Jamie Black who's so busy this week he couldn't even record with me. How rude. But we didn't want to let you guys go without an episode so it looks like I'm just solo this week. I'm really, really sad. I'm not sure how funny I'm going to be but I'm really sad. So Jamie Black, I miss you and I can't wait until I see you next week so we can record together again. Um, but, uh, let's do this. Let's do this. Just, uh, me and you guys. Are you ready? Are you ready for a little fun? First of all, I just want to say you guys that Jamie and I have really loved doing Icky Lousy Junkie. Um, and we love that you guys are enjoying it. We've heard from a lot of people who say they're enjoying our episodes and they, they're really enjoying our topics. Here's what we'd really love though from you is, you know, we've heard that you guys love us. Hey, do us a favor. If you love us, if you're listening, share this podcast with your friend. Like us on Facebook. Like our page at Icky Lousy Junkie. Follow us on Twitter at Icky Lousy Junkie One. Um, find us on Instagram. Email us and send us a story which we can share anonymously at Icky Lousy Junkie at gmail.com. Or just rate us and review us and subscribe to us and tell your friends about us. Our goal in 2019 is to make the Icky Lousy Junkie Life Showdown a, a, a household name. We want to get out there to everybody. So please, please get on, rate us, review us, send us a little note, make some comments like, what do you like? What do you want to hear more of? We want to hear comments from you. We'd like a lot more interaction. Hopefully this year we're going to have some hosts on here. We're going to have some co-hosts that are going to help us add a little bit more humor and a little bit more education. And um, so we're really going to try to do some stuff that you guys want. But we can't give you what you want unless you tell us what you want. So just make sure that you are commenting on Facebook, sending us emails, rating us and reviewing us. Um, just giving us some communication so we know how we can better serve you. Sound good? Awesome. All right, just a quick note too. Um, what I'm going to talk about today is just something that I've had a few conversations about over the week. I actually just wrote a chapter about it in the book that I'm currently writing. Um, and I'm going to probably start talking about it in workshops that I will uh, be creating for uh, relationships a little bit later in the month uh, with a with a good friend and and relationship coach of mine. Um, but it's something that I've kind of talked about in the past, but I really want to give it a name and just kind of go into it. And it's about really recognizing red flags in relationships. <laughs> I was talking about it with somebody this week, and they're like, Angela, what do you consider red flags? Like, I'm really lost. I don't know how to see the red flags. And I'm like, are you kidding me? They are all over the place. But I totally get it because I myself... Uh, was stuck in a place where I completely chose to ignore red flags. Chose to. Now, I intentionally used the word chose because it's definitely a choice. I think we always see a red flag. I think our gut or our intuition is absolutely always telling us that something's a red flag, but we choose to ignore it for some purpose. Maybe we don't believe that we deserve a healthy relationship. Maybe we're really afraid to be alone and we fear that 
we can't find someone else to love us. I mean, maybe we have this underlying belief that we are unlovable. I'm not really sure what yours is. We all have our own. But a lot of people choose to ignore red flags. And I've kind of named them. So I really want to put them all out. You know, I think we've sporadically spread them out throughout episodes of the Icky Lousy Junkie. But I think I'm going to just kind of pile them up, give them a name, and be like, hey, you got these red flags? Here's something you can do about it. And at the end of this episode, I'm actually going to give all of you some homework and exercise to work on. This is just for you to make yourself feel better. And um, just things like kind of examples of what I would do if you were to come and see me uh, as a coaching client, which by the way, if you are interested in having a free breakthrough session with me, it's about a 35 to 45 minute session where we can kind of... Um, start to uncover what might be stopping you or preventing you from what you truly desire, you can always reach me at a new chapter with Angela at gmail.com. I'm also going to be letting you know about a workshop, a live workshop in Chicago that's coming up most likely on Sunday, March 3rd. It will be a seven hour workshop in Chicago. I'll also probably be doing another one in the Frankfurt area, which is a southwest suburb of Chicago sometime later in March. And I'll also, if you can't make a live workshop, let's say you live outside of the Illinois state, right? I am going to have online courses, a four-week online course that's a Zoom conference call um, that will be based on that workshop. So expect homework. If you're interested in that, please email me at a new chapter with Angela at gmail.com. All right, so let's get into this red flag issue. Um, this all stemmed, this conversation stemmed this week after I was talking to a friend about the ID channel. Now, if you've listened to me talk, <laughs> if you've listened to me talk on that, you will know that I am absolutely obsessed with ID channel. I, I don't know if that should scare the hell out of you or if that's just a really interesting fun fact about myself. I, yes, do not watch, <laughs> I don't watch romantic comedies to un, uh, kind of unwind if I'm in a bad mood. You know, some people, if they're in a bad mood, they watch romantic comedies to make them laugh. I like horror movies, and I watch the ID channel. So, yeah, I, I'm not crazy, though. I just, for some reason, love it. Now, for those of you who don't know what the ID channel is, it's a it's a TV series or a channel that offers a series of true crime uh, shows that are, like, documentary style, and they're super addictive. I mean, I cannot get enough of Lieutenant Joe Kenda. I'm not even, I will meet him. He is on my vision board. Or he's not yet, but I'm going to add him on my vision board. But Lieutenant jo Joe, if you're listening to Icky Lousy Junkie, I'm going to tag you on this. Lieutenant Joe Kenda, I'm obsessed with you, and I really want to ride with you one day because I think it's awesome. All right, anyway, there's a show that I watch, like I'm obsessed with. It's called Evil Lives Here, and it always amazes me, and I think I've brought this up in others. It amazes me. How people totally ignore the signs. Like, literally, I, I spend a lot of my time screaming at the television. Like, screaming at these people. Like, really? Oh, my God. Why would you stay with this person? Holy shit. Like, the sign is right there. Trust your intuition. Because every single person is like, I kind of felt in my gut that something was wrong. But I just didn't think anything about it. I'm like, are you kidding me? Oh, my God. Like, there was one where she's, like, talking about this man who every time they had sex, her significant other, who ended up being a serial killer, would choke her. Choke her to the point of, like, unconsciousness. And she'd wake up and be, like, frightened and tell him not to do that. And he'd be like, oh, I'm just kidding. It was just a joke, you know. And it's like, oh, my God. I don't know about you, but the person I, you know, have sex with does not 
choke me to unconsciousness. Now, I mean, it's just, I'm not even going to go there because I know that there's some people who do that. They say it's euphoric, but oh my Christ, how? You're like going to kill somebody. But um, anyway, it's like these people don't trust their gut. And so several conversations I had this week with people was that they just didn't trust their gut. That they just chose to ignore these these red flags. And someone said, you know, Ange, I'm terrible at this. I don't know what my gut's telling me. I just seem like so void of, of anything. Can you just kind of go through what you think are red flags in relationships? And I said, sure. I will absolutely talk about what I feel like are massive red flags. So here's some major ones that I'll talk about. Um, and then I'll give you some exercises at the end of this episode. See, when Jamie's not here to interrupt me, I can sit here and do some exercises. You hear that, Jamie? I can talk about you now that you're not here. (laughs) Just kidding. I love Jamie, and I wish he were here right now singing a song while I'm trying to figure out what the hell to say next, because I feel like I'm talking to myself in my basement. (laughs) Anyway, I'm not, because I'm talking to all of you. All right. So one huge red flag that I would say, uh, that I would like to, to talk about first, I would like to call this red flag the nasty negative. So is the person you're with always negative, okay? I'm going to talk about uh, a person. There's someone in my life that I used to, I don't know, semi-date. We've talked about it. We don't really know what it is. And I was with him for, for several years. But I'm telling you something. To this day, I've never heard him be 100% positive. Seriously. Like, if I ask him how he is, I'm like, I hope you're great. He's like, I'm trying. You know, if I ask, like, how's your vacation? It's okay. How was your Thanksgiving? It's just okay. Like, he's never, like, how's your relationship? I don't know. I don't really know where it is right now. You know, um, we're kind of taking a break, blah, blah, blah. Like, I I don't think I've ever heard him be 100% positive. Um, However, when you looked at his actions, you're like, God, you're so full of shit. Like, you just went on vacation with this woman. Like, you look like you're, you're on this family vacation. You're probably going to marry her. Like, why don't you just be positive about it, you know? I believe people who are negative feed off negativity. It probably, like, especially if if it's somebody who tends to play or is a player, it probably helps them get side piece action because, you know, women, especially, or men, are more likely to get involved with an involved man or woman <clears throat> Excuse me. If it, if they make it seem like their relationship is on the outs, even if their relationship isn't on the outs, if that makes sense, it's people who are negative are a red flag because they require so much unnecessary attention and they drag you down emotionally and physically. When a person is always negative, they're toxic. It's a red flag you cannot ignore. Negativity just breeds negativity. The more you stay in a relationship with a negative person, the more likely your outlook on life will be negative as well. Excuse me. Don't go down that rabbit hole, I always say. It's going to suck you up. It's going to be nearly impossible to come up for air. Um, I fully believe that the universe mirrors energy. So negative people seem to always have negative situations or negative outcomes of things. The world just keeps spitting negative out at them because of the negative energy that they're putting into it. Um, I had a regular that used to come into the bar, and they were basically banned from the bar because of their negativity. Um, it's a, And it, it always amazes me because negative people 
believe that they're entitled to everything. Negative people often portray themselves as victims or martyrs. They do everything and get nothing in return. How dare the world, right? They're always like, everyone is an asshole except for them, right? And I know you know these people. Now, here's the reason why this regular was banned. So there's a rule at the restaurant that employees... You know, we can't give out employee information. Like, we can't give out an employee's schedule. We can't give out an employee's phone number to a person who calls up on the phone. I can't even give it to a regular who comes in. Only the person who belongs to that schedule or belongs to the phone number can tell someone if they feel comfortable. You know, the reason is to keep our employees safe because there's a lot of strange people out there, right? There are people who actually can stalk or follow a person home. There might be a person who's, you know... Um, unstable who wants to know if so-and-so is working. You know, even if you're a regular, you're a regular, you're just a customer, and I can't give you that information. So one day, this woman, who was always negative, called on the phone to ask for a certain bartender's schedule and was told by the host that they were unable to give this information, and so this woman asked for a manager. Well, the manager on duty at that time happened to be one another bartender who knew this regular but still politely told her on the phone I really am not able to give you this information it is a company policy right so this woman became irate and she would no longer come into the bar if the bartender who was the manager that day was there basically and there was oh I'm sorry my laundry just went off <laughs> and so one day this woman came in and the other bartender was there but working as a server, I believe, or, or just she was ignoring this other bartender. And there were two other bartenders there. And this woman who was irate and couldn't understand why she couldn't get this information was talking to another guest at the bar and basically talking about these other bartenders who were awesome and literally said, and that one, she can die. And I was like, oh my God, really? Because she couldn't give you a number of an employee or the schedule of another employee because of company policy, she needs to die. And, you know, when you started to talk about this woman, you started to look at what this woman was doing, she was constantly bitching, bitching about her boy, her son's girlfriend, bitching about somebody, who customer service, bitching about her boss, and everybody around her was always the asshole, Right. Um, and it got to the point where this woman just complained so much and, you know, would come in and talk about, like, she, you know, I honestly think that she was on a mission to get this other bartender fired. Unfortunately, this bartender was just, was never did anything wrong. So, of course, the managers weren't going to fire her. And originally, eventually, she said to the managers, well, I'm just not going to come here anymore. And they said, okay, fine. Don't come. Right? Don't come then. And there you go. Negative person, negative outcome. Right? But this person, did she, you think she realized it was her attitude that got her banned? Of course not. Right? We were the pricks. We were the ones to blame. Do you think we're going to shed a tear because she's not coming in? Not a one. Not one of us does. So if you're getting the vibe that someone's breeding negativity or breeds negativity, it's a red flag. You do not want to surround yourself with people who are negative. They will bring you right down with them. Trust me on this. It's, it's just a way you don't want to go. Okay, so red flag number one, the nasty negative. Red flag number two, the control and conquer person. This is what I like to talk about too. Um, it should be so obvious, but there's so many people who don't agree with this. Um, 
it's an earliest sign that's also addressed on the ID channel. And it's, it's, you know, something that you need to know. Here's what's beautiful about loving, good, honest people. When they love you, they love you genuinely for who you are. They support your passions. They make you feel good about yourself. And they always try to help you become an even better person. People who are controlling and abusive will isolate you from people that you love, will make you feel bad about yourself, will make you feel guilty if you have any other passions or interests besides them, and will make you a different, unhappy, isolated, and alone version of yourself. If the person you are with is physically violent in any way, you need to get out of that relationship as soon as possible. That cycle will only get worse. If the person you are with is emotionally abusive, and this is where I wish Jamie was here because Jamie was emotionally abused, you need to get out of that relationship as soon as possible. So emotional abuse includes name-calling, degrading, belittling, um, condescending behavior. Please hear me out. A healthy relationship will never make you feel less than. A healthy relationship will never hurt you intentionally. You're still going to have conflicts in a healthy relationship. However, they'll be resolved collaboratively, all right? In an unhealthy control and conquer relationship, the conflicts will be resolved with the more submissive partner feeling like they are wrong. And they have they always are going to give in to their partner so as not to upset them. The submissive partner will always take the blame. This that's why we hear so many abused male or female people saying if I only did X, then, or or didn't do Y, then my significant other wouldn't have gotten so angry, or wouldn't beat me, or wouldn't be mean, or wouldn't be upset, right? We're always taking the blame. Please know that there are healthy people out there, and that this kind of behavior is a huge red flag that you need to run from as quickly as possible. So that's my second one, okay? Red flag number three that I'd like to talk about is what I like to call the hello player, okay? Players be playing. Um, Here's a little scoop of reality for you. If you get the vibe that your partner is wandering, he or she most likely is. If your partner has a wandering eye, be careful. If your partner always has his or her phone on him or her when you're with them, yet it takes them forever to text or call you back, there's probably a reason why. Not meeting their friends or family? Not getting prime date nights? Always seem to just be about meeting up to have sex? Does the other one com- not commit? Um, does the other one not want to meet uh, your friends or family or not wanting to have you meet their friends or family? This is a red flag. I was divorced for six years and always experienced relationships. All of my relationships, it seemed, after my divorce were with men <laughs> who were like this. All right? The man that I'm with now, literally, within months, Like within the first month of us dating, was ready to meet my family, wanted to know my friends, wanted me to know his friends, contacted me all the time. And literally every day we talk and every morning he starts out with, good morning, beautiful. I say good morning, love. And we have great conversations. Every single night we say good night. Like we don't wake up or go to bed. Like it's very healthy. If someone is committed to you, they're going to make you a commitment. And the person that I'm with, my, you know, is, is totally doing that. He taught me this. Be careful for the players. They're everywhere and there are signs. Pay attention to them. There's no happy ending with the player people. Okay? If you, if you're, I was just watching something on ID channel just, just the other day and this woman, 
you know, she met this guy and he was like offering to pay her and put her up in an apartment to be his mistress. And she's like, well, I'm not going to be with you until you leave your wife. Then left, you know, he left his wife, married her, and then she found out that he had mistresses. Really? That was a red flag. He asked you to be his mistress. You really think that you're, he's not going to have mistresses? Like you think you're so perfect and wonderful and amazing that this man's going to change his ways? Come on, dear. You got to wake up. Stop. You know, and then she's freaked out and got violent because of it. Lady, that was a red flag you should have steered clear from. That was a red flag you should have listened to. Um, all right, red flag four, sexual deviance. Okay, now I'm not going to lie. I like sex. I do. I'm all for great sex. But people who are involved in like taboo sex, I sometimes question their pasts. Like if someone wants to live in an open lifestyle, engage in sex with multiple partners, they're in, into bondage or abusive sex, I, I would say just be careful. This could be a red flag. I get it. I don't want to speak for everyone. I don't want to judge. I know there's some people out there who are just like totally into that thing. If both people are for it, who am I to judge? However, I'm letting you know this, that over the last year, I've talked to several people who live this kind of lifestyle. And I swear to, I swear to you, and I, I, don't, I don't know the research on this. I'm not a therapist. I'm just a coach. I don't know. I haven't done this, but... I, I kid you not, all four of the people that I've spoken with have been victims of sexual abuse, all of them, and are are not dealing with their emotional scars healthily. I'm not saying that everyone who's involved with this lifestyle is, but I'm just saying that people who are involved in this lifestyle, there might be a red flag, okay? Here's the thing. If you are with someone who is making you feel guilty that you won't do sexually deviant, deviant things with them, if their sole mission um, is to have you basically line up women for them. If they're constantly asking you about your friends and like what your friends would do and it's making you uncomfortable, okay? If anything, if the person you're with is making you feel absolutely uncomfortable with anything sexually, then that's a red flag, okay? If you feel like you're being pressured into behavior you don't want, please see the red flag and get the hell out, please. I was involved with someone like this and I sure as hell dodged a bullet, um, when I was able to avoid a major sexually transmitted disease. I'm just saying. Red flag, okay? Red flag five. Are you an adult? That's what I want to call it. You know, what I've noticed, you know, this is what I've noticed about young adults nowadays. They're becoming adults much later. So today's culture has us dependent on our parents much longer than we used to be. I mean, as soon as I got a job at age 15, I was on my own. My dad would be like, oh, you want jeans? You got a job. I mean, I literally thank him for that, though, because it taught me how to be a person. I just had a conversation with a woman the other day who was feeling guilty for charging her 30-year-old son $400 a month in rent. First of all, I was like, he's 30. Secondly, he has a job that pays him $45,000 a year. Mom, cut the freaking cord. When is this man going to be a man? Okay, I have a friend who just sent me a message that he's planning on filing for divorce in the next few months. And he sent me a series of annoying messages asking me, like, how did I make it through my divorce? And how did I manage to pay my bills on my own? And what did I do? And I was like, by the end of all these messages, I really just wanted to say, dude, you're 50. Be an adult. Figure it out. Grow the fuck up. I literally wanted to say that. Like, if you're an adult and the person you are with is acting like a child, that, that's a red flag. Seriously, we don't want to be raising our significant others. People should be at the same maturity level. If people are acting like a child, you're probably going to end up with a child. you you got to be careful. Okay? 
Um, I want to go back to like not someone who doesn't want to commit and a player. Also, another red flag to be careful of is someone who wants a commitment like right now. You know, is is someone telling you that they love you the second day that you've dated? I think when we were talking about attracting the cray, there was someone who did this. Are they talking about that immediately? Are they trying to get you to know everybody? Are they trying to move in within two months? Are you finding 16 boxes of their stuff in your crawl space after two months of dating? Seriously, that is a red flag. There's something seriously wrong with that person. Back off. Back off. There's no reason to ever rush into anything. Always take your time. If someone's working really fast, there's a reason why they're working really fast. Okay? Um, red flag number six that I'm going to say, if someone is constantly bringing up their past relationship, it's another red flag. Um, if they're always talking about their ex, are you always being compared to their ex? I mean, some people feel that as long as they're being favored in the comparison, it's okay to be compared, but there's no comparison. So please ask your significant other to stop bringing up their ex. Um, one of the biggest habits that people bring into their current relationships is that they assume that all relationships are the same. So they act like they're in the same relationship. You know, your ex is an ex for a reason. Don't forget the reason. Okay. Um, Please give up, give up the ex. Now I get it if you're in the in the process of something and you're still going through something. Your ex did something and you're bringing it up because you need to vent. That's one thing and that's okay. But you know, don't let your ex completely. You know, if there if there's just don't let the ex get involved. Um, red flag seven. Does everybody around your uh your your boyfriend or your girlfriend currently hate them? If everybody around you that loves you hates them, there's a reason. There's something wrong. Please trust that intuition. If you can't trust your own gut, please trust the people that are around you. I remember that in high school, I had a friend. She was dating a guy who was a complete jagoff. Excuse me. She, he was abusive. His best friend abused her. Like all this stuff. And I remember uh, there was a time at lunch. He put his hand on my on my leg and I was like, get your fucking hand off my leg. I basically threatened to kill him. <laughs> but uh, I told her, I told her about it. And I was like, look, he's not a good person. This is what he's doing. And she actually got mad at me. You know, we are consumed with something called the halo effect. Oftentimes when we just see unicorns and rainbows, we're like, oh my God, this person is so great. We forget that they can be not so great. So don't be skewed by something called the halo effect, where if, if we see someone in a positive light, we're incapable of seeing them in a, in a negative. Like, don't get mad at the people that love you. If there's something wrong, I'm telling you, if everybody hates the person you're with, that's a red flag, okay? It's a red flag. Trust it. Trust these people. They're not going to prove you wrong, especially if they love you. Now, I'm sure there's other red flags out there, but I think you catch my drift. So um, one of the problems that I encounter when discussing relationships with clients is that they have this fear of being alone. It absolutely makes sense. We're wired to connect to others. It feels good to have someone to celebrate holidays with, to cook for, to wake up to each morning, to help pay your bills. Like, I totally get it. However, sometimes people stay in toxic, awful relationships due to this fear that they're going to be alone. And the second most common reason that I hear people staying in their relationships is for the children. Dr. Phil said it best. We've said it already, Jamie and I. Children would rather come from a broken home than live in a broken home. One of the main reasons I wanted out of my marriage is because I didn't want my boys to believe that the kind of relationship their father and I had was healthy. I didn't want them to learn that it was okay to keep their significant other from their passion. I didn't want them to believe that the person they end up with should give up everything for him. 
I wouldn't. I, I didn't want them to think that a, a normal relationship involved constant fighting and crying. Okay. Recently, my oldest son he thanked me for divorcing his dad. He didn't think that his dad and I were right, and if we were still married, then he wouldn't have had the cousins that he's met through his stepmother's family. You guys, children are very insightful. They know so much more than you're aware of. And if you are living in an unhealthy relationship, your children know. And believe me, they will adapt to the changes. They probably are better at adapting to changes than you. You just need to make sure that your line of communication is open to ensure that they feel safe discussing their feelings. And never, no matter what you do, speak ill of the other parent. During my separation and through the divorce process, there was so much anger between my ex and I that my children were witnessing. No matter what, they love both their parents and they should never be put in the middle of your feud as it has nothing to do with them. The only time I would agree to keep a parent out of a child's life is if they threaten the safety of the child. If you use your children as a threat to the other, for example, maybe you say, if you don't do X, then I'm going to tell the kids why. You need to stop it. You need to grow up. That behavior hurts the children the most. And if you absolutely love your children, that is an incredibly selfish behavior and it needs to end. Okay? So um, let's talk about people who have this fear of being alone. This is my, you know, this is my gift to you today. The best year of growth I had was the year I spent single and alone. It forced me to learn how to take care of myself. It taught me to be okay with me. The more time I spent with myself, nourishing myself, feeding my own passions, and taking care of myself, the more I realized what I wanted in my life and what I would no longer tolerate. When I realized I was okay on my own, then it no longer became a desperate search for someone to enter my life. I was ready to take my time and allow someone who actually deserved to be in my life in, right? So I'm going to challenge all the listeners this week for uh, Icky Lousy Junkie to put some you time in your calendar. Pick some activities that you feel nourish you. Like maybe you really love bubble baths or reading or taking a walk. I encourage you to take yourself to a movie or treat yourself to a lunch or dinner all by yourself. One thing I have, um, one thing I'm doing in a a couple weeks is I'm I'm kind of flying by myself to Florida and I'm using that time to do some stuff for me. Um, I can't wait. I used to be so scared to travel alone, but now I'm excited. You know, it's going to give me time. It's like a six-hour trip by myself to just kind of think, you know, to stop, just stop for everything and just be me. Like, take some time for you. You deserve it. Get it in your calendar. Find three things that you can do for at least 10 minutes at a time this week, okay? Do some things for you. Start getting okay in your skin. Start knowing what you want, and then you're going to be more aware of the red flags. That's my gift for you this week. Just find some you time to be alone. Take yourself out to dinner, right? Do whatever you need to. Treat yourself, anything. Do something alone. Make yourself feel comfortable with it. Because once you can do that, then you'll know you'll be okay alone. And then this other crap that you wouldn't put up with, you're not going to put up with it. You guys, that was my diatribe. That's what I had a conversation with someone about this week. Um, Thank you for just listening to my voice here. Next week we'll have Jamie back and it'll be funny and we'll talk about, uh, I don't know what we'll talk about. I guess that all depends on you. So write into us, subscribe to us, rate us. It's been great talking to you this week. You guys have a wonderful week and we'll we'll talk to you next week. Uh, This has been the Icky Lousy Junkie Life Showdown, guys. I'm Angela DeMarco. Again, we're missing Jamie Black. And y'all, have a great life.